Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio for episode 341, February 13th, 2020. I am one of your hosts, Trevor the Falate. I'm one of the other hosts, Kelly Lynn. I am yet another host, Brandon <laughs> Dave. And I'm Adriel Snowy or something like that. Snowball? I don't know. Close enough. Yeah. The whitest, the whitest man in podcasting. So white, your, your name Frosty. You're, oh yeah, that's the one. There we go. That's the one. I mean, you're not Casper White. No. But you're awful pasty. Mm-hmm. It's from Alberta, so you know there's no sun there ever. No, no. beaches, no sun, just nope. snow. Just it helps to camouflage in. This is basically like a ghillie suit for Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Albertan ghillie suit. Nice. <laughs> all I gotta options. do is take take all of this these clothes off, and I'm like invisible. <laughs> wow. The ultimate predator in the snow. Translucent. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I feel like if I touched you, you'd be squishy. <laughs> At this point in, in the year, it would be true. Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. All right. So if we're done picking on Adriel's um, skin condition, let's, uh, let's get into what we did this week in guns. And uh, what we did this week in guns is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. They got two cool things on the go this week. They have uh, premium. Of course, it's premium. It's at the Calgary Shooting Center. 7.62 by 39. This ammo is non-corrosive, 124 grain. It's a full metal jacket, brass case, boxer primed. Hmm. Buy it by the case, 900 in a case. Keep all the brass. Reload your own non-corrosive 7.62 by 39. Or uh, put it away for the boogaloo. I don't know. Hey, I'm not the boss. You, you do what you want. How it's, much? Uh, it's only 250 I've really? No, no way. No way. Oh, sorry, it's not that's the rifle for 900. That's the rifle. <laughs> that's the cost of the rifle. Dozen boxes. The rifle is 250. The ammo is more. Yeah. 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 Um, pricing not available? Go to the website for the pricing. <laughs> well, uh, if I call Joff and say Trevor told me it was 250 on Joff. live radio, will uh, uh, you hook that? Me up? I will probably need to return this, my Phoenix Redback. So I'm begging you, please. Don't call well, G off and uh, and pull that one. But I'll tell you what, though, Dave. The red back if I turn you in. Dave, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jeff is waiting for your call. And here's what he wants you to do. This week, they have on sale Russian SKSs for $249. If you want blued, if you want matching number, if you want a properly pinned magazine, if you want a spring-loaded firing pin, if you want the laminate? year. Can I get, if you want can a, I get laminate? Nope. No, can I get that no green laminate. laminate, that weird no. green laminate that some of them were in? No? No. What if they oh, have no one, one in the stack? I just need him to go through all the rifles in the he stack. He will go through the boxes for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say there's a particular... You, you, of course you collect SKSs. Why wouldn't you? He's got a couple. And, you're, yeah. and you're, mi- you're missing a 54 or you're mm. missing a 1948. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll find one for you, right? So you call Fantastic. him up, you give him your wish list, yep. and for 250 bucks, he will go and handpick one for you. 
He'll shoot it too, right? He'll take it to the to the test range there, zero it, maybe shoot a couple groups for me so I can like see the groups before I buy it. Well, yeah, you're right. He probably would do that for you if you were ordering it online. But if you showed up in person, they would probably actually let you walk onto the range and do it too. Mm -hmm. They'll let you shoot your own test fire. You know, I may have cosmoline out of it. I can shoot the the surplus like steel case. No problem. Like full metal jacket or penetrating. Adriel, this is a $250 gun. Of course they're going to do all that for you. Thankfully. Yeah. Right? Asking. Yeah. (laughs) I've probably just cost us our sponsorship and my friendship with (laughs) (laughs) that. But this is satire. People on CGN are relentless. And a bunch of other words that I don't want to say because we're live and I don't want to offend any of the young listeners. Man, Jeff put this post on there. SKS, Russian, 250 bucks. The litany of questions. You swear to God, these people uh, are buying a $2,500 Tika or Sako rifle. You know That's what, funny. though? That is how freaking retail works, man. The people yeah. buying like a $20,000 rifle are just going to go... How, uh, how do I get you the money? Thanks for the gun. The guy buying the $100 Kui is the guy with a list as long as Why do you got to say Kui? Why do you got to say Kui like that? <laughs> <laughs> just to piss just you picking off. A, just picking like, a random Kui? cheap firearm. Yeah. Owners are kind of jerks. Kui, <laughs> Kui collectors are not like SKS people. I even called them. I said, no, you I people. I called <laughs> the them you people. people. Yeah, you SKS people. Unbelievable, you guys. Don't you have an SKS? I have several. But I would never put anybody through all that, all the ridiculous questions that these people did. Yeah. Is it barbecue paint? Is it... Kelly, somebody asked if they were used. <laughs> that was the funniest part. <laughs> that was the funniest part. How Millsharp, your Millsharp rifle. Do you know what military surplus means? Oh, my goodness. When you get it dirty, you throw it aside and you just buy another one. Like, you know, <laughs> clean these things. You just those days will be over soon. Those days will be yeah. over soon. It'll, yeah. it'll, yep. The price will go up. In the States, those SKSs are worth way more. Oh, for sure, because they can't get them. Yep. And yep. the same will happen to us, too. Yep. Um, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with the SKS, SKS rifle. Before, when I was ignorant, and I'm still ignorant about a lot of things in a lot of ways, but when I was more ignorant than I am today, I didn't like the rifle. And yeah, I tell you why. Because of their cost, a particular um, segment of the population purchases them. Mm. And basically, I uh, judged the rifle the way I judged those people. I saw people who had uh, no range <laughs> etiquette, who had no, you know, they were just, <laughs> it always seemed like the, like the, the guy shooting up stuff at the range who was just. Was shooting with an SKS. Yeah. 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 I so, agree. It's me. Seems like just people that need more mentorship. Yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's not, you know, but I would just be like, oh, those SKS are garbage, but. Yeah, but it's no. the owners, really. It, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the rifle's fine. The owners, eh, they need yeah. some. Like they're like the Grinch. You don't hate Christmas, you just hate people, which is fair. They need, right? They just have lots of stuff to learn. They have lots of stuff to learn about shooting at a range. They've probably it might be their first firearm altogether, and they yes. got that SKS and a thousand rounds, <laughs> and they bang those rounds out. I sure do. Mm-hmm. We had a guy so. bring an SKS to a service rifle match, and I think that was probably the first match he'd ever shot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that depends well, on what you want for, for a SKS. rifle. Oh my god! I'll tell you right now, an SKS at 500 yards with iron sights—you're <laughs> not hitting a forefoot. You might hit the berm, maybe. 
mean, <laughs> I if would, you find I all would the crap say you that, dropped on your way down range. <laughs> I would say that your your SKS shooter was didn't have his stuff to get it in because no, he didn't. I've shot at the 500 yard range with my SKS, and I can make hits on big Ipsic steel about two out of every five shots, which isn't fantastic, but it's still enough to do the trick. If you want to, you know what? A What's times. the trick? <laughs> when that dude got a shot in, everybody was cheering. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. You get that shot in, it was like, "Woo! You got yeah. one in. You got a hit." <laughs> a blaze uh, on the chat said, "SKS for Maple Seed." Yes, I've seen it. The very first Maple Seed I attended. Um, yep. The gentleman is now an instructor. Kelly, yep. what's his name? Stanislav. Stan. So yeah, he has a Russian SKS. He's Russian. He needed to use it for at least one of the MQTs. He did. And then made he, my day. And then he quickly reverted back to a 22. Uh, did he, but he uh, still did, he did it. He did it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no. No. <laughs> of course no. not. Even even with a good user, that's a that's a but hard no. gun to, to uh, qualify yeah. a maple seed with. I'd like to see him try it now. Yeah. I wonder if Remember I could qualify that with, a, with an SKS. That was his first we day. We should have an all SKS Maple Seed event. Or like an all Milserp. Like, hey, SKS or bring your, your 303 or your, Sticks. your yeah. Mosin. Sticks had a guy do one in M1 Grand 30.6 and Brian, then gave Dick all the brass. Brian Bulvar shot one. He shot one in Lee Enfield. Did he? Wow. Yeah, he did. And did he's he left-handed as well. Did he qualify with it? He reverted back to oh, no. 22 I think you got to well. qualify with it for it to, for it to count. Say, if you shoot 500 rounds at 303, that's uh, that's an expensive day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I don't care who you are. You're going to feel that. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, All right. Let's move into what we did this week in guns. So um, we had that snow day on Friday. So I spent my day at... Uh, uh, Armory DC Gunsmith working on my nephew's Kui 600. We got all the bluing completed. I was actually at the shop there today um, reassembling it. I ordered a stock and a trigger guard. The stock has arrived. I was there today stripping the stock, so I'll start to stand and refinish that shortly. Um, it was a very expensive trip to DC Armory because we had a snow day, as, as, as you know, which is why I spent the day there and not at work. And when I left, it was bad. But when I tried to come home, it was horrendous. And when I got back, my driveway was plugged with uh, easily three feet of snow. So um, where the plow had gone by and I wasn't going to drive my fancy pants truck with a plastic bumper through three feet of snow. So I parked on the street. Guess where my truck wasn't the next morning? You got towed. <laughs> $103 later. Mm. And then they didn't even plow where my uh, truck had been. Though you could see where the plow <laughs> went around it. Bad insult to injury. Yeah. Yeah. Not happy. Plow around it. Then you, then they towed you. Pro move. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. So I uh, did some 1911 refinishing. My STI 1911 Trojan came with what they call a satin finish. So basically the gun sandblasted, not polished. And the bluing was a really poor quality for what is now a $2,000 firearm. Uh, the the finish is not acceptable for that price range of a gun. A lot of holster wear and it's everyday Ipsic wear. So took it in, sandblasted it, and um, blued it. And it looks amazing. Stand by for pictures of before and after on uh, Denny's Instagram and probably the show Instagram. 
And then uh, my um, godson, Marcel, he basically has uh, alien acid sweat. Whatever he touches corrodes and dies. And so the finish on his Chinesium Nork was uh, was starting to come off. So what better finish than Cerakote? So same thing. Yep. Stripped all the parts off here, brought it there, sandblasted it, degreased it, degreased it. Sandblasted it. Oh, yeah. Man, I forget the order of this so much so that Joey has taken to making fun of me by making signs. First, you do this, then you do this. Like, he's literally, it's like sandblast, degrease, uh, heat in the oven, and he posts the signs around first, the shop. Right? Degrease and then sandblast. Yeah. And then heat up. I've watched some, like, some YouTube videos of some people refinishing old farm tools. Some pro mm-hmm. now. Oh, More than perfect. you, who've, who's worked in a gun shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, you own a Dremel, and you have a YouTube uh-huh. channel. Uh-huh. You are clearly I got a couple superior. sanding drums for that Dremel. Cut off wheels. What more do you want? I just, I just got um, a sand, a, a kit of sanding drums. The rubber drum that this goes over goes in a driller or Dremel. You didn't have one of these before. <laughs> well, I had lots of like Dremel specific accessories, but these are like I can put this in my in my in my uh, my uh, drill press now. Oh, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you really got to hog off some material. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I did. I went uh, Friday, Saturday, and, and again today. Actually, I did a little dry fire before work tonight. Um, I'm having a... My godson's father-in-law has a Kui 600. The extractor was broke. I obtained a new extractor for it. You think I can get it on? Love, money, sledgehammer, nothing. Man, I can't get that sucker on. That was the last thing I was doing tonight before I got ready for the show, trying to install a Kui 600 extractor onto the bolt. It's the one that's spring steel, and it's hooked with two claws. It's like a oh, double extractor. Like yeah. yeah, man. It is, I, don't, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. That's not going on. So, How did Kui get them on? Um, carefully. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, I discussed it with Denis, and um, no, he just pops them on. So I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, I'm going to bring it to him. And, and uh, if we're at the shop, this is where when Joey and I would say, I need an adult, right? And then <laughs> he would come supervise and, and fix it. So, yeah. You know he's going to get that on there in like half a second and then make it. Of course. Usually uh, I just do this. Click. Oh, there yep. it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. So. Tabernacle. Yep. Adriel, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, Not much. I had the flu all week. So like Thursday oh, on the show. Are you eating bat soup? Uh, I wasn't eating bat soup. I've been getting a lot of packages from China, so maybe one of them came with an extra you, extra. You care popped package. the bubble wrap, didn't you? Mm, that, you're not you supposed not to do that, right? Bubble. Breathe it right in. Yeah, no. It's always got those those nice smells. Yeah, no. But I've had a, a flu all week, so I didn't get out to the range because I felt like crap. So uh, didn't do that. Uh, I am moving my gun room, so I'm moving it Ooh. to a different area. So that's actually kind of good because I get to clean everything up and I get to grab that that buffer. That's like underneath that safe that like rolled nice. under. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I'll go get that. That guy. Is this why you're moving the gun room to get your twenty dollar <laughs> buffer back? No, no. <laughs> but uh, very convenient because now I can grab it. and I don't have to buy another. Where are you moving it to? Uh, just a different room. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, Same floor. No. Nope. That's what nope. I want to know. Okay. Never mind. I'll see it when I come see you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be more convenient. Uh, and then for you. Uh, it's in the red room. Mm-hmm. I feel like Master Kelly. Bedroom. Somebody else in the building is getting inconvenienced. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And then I'm. Uh, I'm gonna, I might do some coyote hunting this weekend. I'm going to go to my parents' place and 
if the weather is okay, I might go uh, see if I can call a, a coyote in and smoke it with uh, with a gun that might be banned soon. That'd be cool. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And you wear your ghillie suit. My my uh, my <laughs> Albertan ghillie suit. Yeah. Just shirts <laughs> off and, uh, and away I go. Tell your parents I said hi. I miss your parents. They're awesome. Will do. They got a new place now. It's all new. What? Yep. Right oh, they, they, they built, built though, they right? Built. Yeah, they built a right. new place. And, uh, they got like mm, nice. a gajillion room? rooms. Oh, sweet. Let's go back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go shoot a coyote, I think. And I'm going to shoot those 22s that have been... I have like a, uh, a whole bunch of guns. Like over the Christmas, uh, it was minus 30, like every damn day in January. And then through half of February here, I've just been sick with the flu. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. Will be my first time out shooting since uh, since December. No, that's a lie because I got to shoot that alien at some point. I don't know. It feels like it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. I feel like we didn't really talk about the alien much and uh, how it failed a whole bunch. No, we didn't. We talked about it on the show that Trevor wasn't on. Briefly, yeah. You talked a little bit about it at the show after, I think, but no, not really. Some weird, some interesting things with it because it was like gas powered, it uh, or gas gas blowback delayed from the gas, so the gas holds the slide forward, and then once the pressure is out, it lets it recoil, uh, which lets it use like a really lightweight slide, um, but also puts a bunch of heat into the dust cover because that's where the gas port empties out into so the uh, dust cover gets hot and then yeah it did have a, a, a couple of failures a couple of uh, fails to eject a couple of double feeds that kind of thing interesting the amount you pay it should come with somebody who fixes that double feed for you it's, right? a, and then just it's a pretty new gun it's a pretty new gun so i think um like they're, they're gonna have a couple of like v1 problems i i would mm. imagine um yeah. i still think the value for the gun is actually pretty good and so, like, yeah, it's six grand, but uh, what are you going to pay for uh, uh, a production gun in that range? Well, red back pricing, right? That's that's about what you'd be paying, right? And this thing comes with an iron sight and red dot rail that you can pop out a pin and put a new one on, and, and now you're shooting yeah, red but, dot. Well, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, it's marketed towards IPSC, but you can't use it in that configuration for IPSC. But what if you just want to go to the range right. and pound yep. some paper? What, yep. What Slap if you? It on, right. Yeah. What if money's no object? This is your three gun pistol. You absolutely yep. put it on. Yeah. But yep. I just, I just want to get that out there because I've seen people posting about it, unaware that it's not production optics legal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Reason being, it doesn't reciprocate with the slide. So to be legal in production optics, it has to be mounted on the slide and move with the slide. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's open. So if you're not beating the crap out of the optic, you can't use it. That's right. Correct. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to, what else to say about it. Like it's super flat. You've you've seen videos uh, showing how how flat it the the recoil is. Um, you feel the recoil impulse not up uh, at the web of your hand, but like all across down in your palm. So it feels like Perfect. it's coming straight nice. back into your hand. Yep. Less um, likely to flip. Mm, yeah. Reduce there's, the porosity. Not much flip to it. It does feel like a little bit more. It feels like a little bit more recoil because it's it, you're feeling it across your whole hand, and there's no rotation to it. Like I feel with the the shadow felt softer to shoot because it was a just a, a dip like that instead of a, a hard chop to the hand. But uh, functionally, it, the sights move less. So it would it would, like you need more time on it, but you'd, you'd get uh, you'd get some pretty good splits with that thing. Nice. 
Yeah. And the trigger press is fantastic too. Oh, so short. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, um, yeah. Jeez. So the shadow's a DASA gun. So it's kind of hard to compare against that, right? This thing isn't a single action only gun. I don't know how it's production legal, but it is for some yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah. It's not a, it's not strike a fire. It's not double action. It's single single action hammer fired. <laughs> yeah, and it's from production. Mm-hmm. I don't get it either. It's because the hammer's ate. upside down. Oh, that must be it. The hammer's mm-hmm. at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, it's from upside down land. Speaking of double action, single action, um, my Shadow 2, I ordered the extended um, uh, th- strong hand thumb side uh, safety mm-hmm. for it from the same company I got my other parts. So, you look at these here sort of cut right in there adriel but you look at my shadow too you can't see the safeties they're That's very a low thin profile one, yeah yeah and it used to come with two sets now they don't they don't you look yeah. at my red back look at the size of that safety on the side there yeah nice it's a huge thumb rest my do you like that like, i i i've I tried love one that, dude it does not fit my hand i i don't like it whatsoever it makes my it makes all the that. i love it well, There's I like it my... on my 1911 too, but on on my uh, on the shadows, it seems to just want to, want to hit that knuckle. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you look at that. That's that's on my standard gun, the limited custom extreme. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So because my 1911s are like that, my limited customs like that, my redbacks like that, I kind of want to have the um, shadow feel mm-hmm. the same. And mm-hmm. the shadow is the more I pick it up, man, the more it just molds to my hand. And then again, same thing over here. These are DTS. They're made by um, Double Tap Sports in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And then you fit them and make sure the gun fits in the Ipsic box. And it's awesome. So, and the, the, you know, paid for it yesterday. They're in the mail today. I couldn't believe how fast stuff came from Europe. It was no different. Than You're ordering safeties from Europe? Yeah, man. Are they cheap mm-hmm. from, are cheaper from there? Or? A little bit cheaper, yep. Huh. After, after the conversion... And the uh, tax and the shipping came to 85 bucks for that set of extended safeties. Yeah, a full set, that's good. Yeah, I was going to say, I would assume that that would be cheaper locally, but not for 85. Finding the CZ parts in Canada can be problematic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm just looking at my common places. They're all out. It's the most common platform for Ipsic, and a lot of people are buying the pistols. So, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Shadow Twos. That's it. Calgary Shooting Center has Shadow Twos on this week. For how much? Yeah, you know, money. Money. Okay. Good plug. Good plug. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Cooper isn't allowed to work in sales anymore. Yeah, they got these guns. Yeah, I don't know what they cost, but they got them. If you had to ask, you couldn't afford it. Just hand your bees over. <laughs> That's right. I went to a knife shop in Toronto with Sean Hansen and a bunch of guys, and uh, yeah, there was not a there was not a price tag on any single knife, but it was made painfully obvious if you were paying with folding money, you were going to pay less. And uh, the CRKTs were the knives of the poor's. They were in like the hobo section of the store. It was ridiculous. It was a knife boutique for sure. There's knife brands in there that I had never heard of before, and they were like carry knives that cost five, six, seven hundred dollars. Hmm. So I'm looking at a CZ Shadow Two right hand extended safety for sixty bucks. It doesn't say Ouch. set. It just says the large right hand safety. Where, dude? 
FOC. FOC. Firearm. Uh, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Like like on the on the all in all, it's twenty bucks. But uh, would have been cheaper. Here, I'll send you the link. Heck yeah, it would have been cheaper. <laughs> so I never, th- I never yeah, thought it's, it's mostly just to stick it. But uh, no, good for you. Yeah, I uh, didn't even know that FOC carried CZ parts. And then, oh, there's a wide right safety. There's a wide safety. Yeah, well, you know, there are some people 80. that aren't right-handed. Hmm. 60 bucks there, too. Would you look at that? Hmm. There they are. 60 bucks, the same set I bought. CZ right-handed extended safety. Okay, it might 60. just be the one, though. It might just be the one side. No, no, no. It's going to be the it's going to be the set. Well, there's another set I'm looking from. Selection Supplies has a set, and it's 80 bucks. For the big left and thin right, which is the one you'd be looking for. All right. Uh, and the rest around 80 bucks. So essentially what Adriel is saying is that you need to learn how to use Google. Well, we're talking, um, we're 70 bucks plus tax or 60 bucks plus tax. I'm at 70 bucks plus shipping. I'm at 80 bucks. What's the difference? Yeah. The only difference bucks. would be I'd be sporting a Canadian retailer, which, you know, I had no problem doing that, but I didn't know that firearms outlet carried CZ parts. Neat. Yep. Who's next? Where are we even at right now? This is a weird show uh, today. It's you, and yeah, then I'm uh, all right, Dave. Yeah, it's my turn. <laughs> um, I got my Nikon rimfire mounted. <laughs> okay. Um, via I, I listened to the show, and I now what type of rail did carefully. you use exactly, Dave? And did I sound smug just now when I asked you that? <laughs> I used the rail that's mounted on the gun, and I didn't use the spare one that I bought, not realizing that I have a rail on the gun. Okay. But luckily, right. it was ten dollars, so now I have to buy a. I don't know. I, I'll mount it on the cat or something. I'll use it to mount those lasers <laughs> on, on the sharks. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> for my shark from Black Box, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that freaking ten dollar rail to mount it. You use you hot glue the rail onto the cat, and then you put the lasers on the rail. Oh, that's why you're not allowed to have pets. That's why the SPCA has you banned. <laughs> got my picture up on the wall. Yep. Yeah, no Adriel's. Um, so I got that mounted. So I, I listened to the show notes, listened to all your tips, and then I grabbed my wrench and I threw the scope mount on and I wrenched everything down as tight as I could get it. I think I'm good. Nice. Good. Did you notice after that episode, people were tagging us in Instagram posts selling fat wrenches? <laughs> <laughs> as seen on Slamfire. True story. That's yep. awesome. I do have I to find a torque screwdriver because no one locally has any of them, but I found the, uh, who the hell it is. Uh, well, Bullseye London have them. Yeah, I found some used ones on eBay. So I think I'm probably just saying they, tar- they take this. I know. Thanks, Bullseye. I don't like paying tax, though. So I buy a used one for the one time in my life that I mount a scope <laughs> properly with proper torque on it. <laughs> I find that difficult it's to believe. It's good to have. You're not I'm, a corner cutter. I, yeah, I know, but I don't have some proper tools such as that. So I shall have to acquire that so that I may not be a corner cutter on my scope mounting. Mm-hmm. But essentially I tighten it down, you know, tight, but not like, you know, Adriel where I'm hopping up and down on the wrench where it's, you know, jammed into a robot controlled floor vent for leverage. The key is the key is to take your uh, take your Allen wrench and don't use the long part. Use the thin part and then turn it until it hurts. Until your fingers hurt, that's probably where you should stop. And if nothing 
bends or twists up, you're not going hard enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't. I didn't buckle the tube, so I think I'm okay. Um, hey, Kelly, question for you. Hey, Dave. What do you think of the BX trigger kits for the yeah, N22? Because I want a bit better trigger, but I don't really want to spend Timney money on this thing. Yeah, you can actually do the BX trigger, or you can actually switch out some of the parts, like uh, go with some Volcorts in, but BX triggers are good. Yeah, they work okay. Pro right. tip on that one, if you go Volcorts and do both hammer and sear, I did yep. just hammer and left Ruger factory sear, and oh, it's No, you have to do bitty. both. Yeah. Yeah, and luckily, thank you. There's a Canadian company who has the Volcorts and Sear in stock. Probably Sylvester, but it was somebody else too, like fifty Mm. bucks. Yeah, that stuff. So maybe consider that rather than swapping out an entire trigger and throwing. Or you can buy a Timony trigger, and it's like beautiful. How much are they? They spendy like. 350 400 oh, oh. Yeah, I have one in mine, and Kyle yes. Kincaid was using it on the weekend. He goes, ooh. <laughs> he goes, that's right. I'm going, well, yeah. Borrow your gun is what you're saying. No. I just, I can't, I can't, uh, I just, I can't do that. <laughs> just, it's a $400 gun. I can't, I, I can't put a $400. Yeah, but by the time you swipe out everything on a 1022, it's like two, two and a half. Think about how many times you're going to use the trigger, too. Every yeah, time you use the gun. Every time you fire it. Mm-hmm. Every time when's you fire last, it, you use the trigger. Yeah. When's the last time you used the 1022? Mm. Probably used the trigger. A year ago. <laughs> Drumheller? Yeah. No, wait. I didn't use had? it in Drum. Oh, I loaned it out in Drumheller. The last time I used it would have been Rusty Goose two years ago. <laughs> you don't use it that often. Mm-hmm. You've been yeah. neglecting the gun. It deserves Just, a better trigger. Just swap out some of the parts. Don't get a full trigger. Okay. Okay. I like I like cutting down on waste, so I will I will talk to you about the little bits I need. Right. Go go BBX with the money you save. Get yourself a uh, fat wrench from Bullseye. Yeah. I'll think about it. <laughs> Very good. Um, what else did I get? Well, allegedly I found a Tavor. Allegedly, since I probably might get banned, I'm not going to say that I got one, but allegedly I got a Tavor from someone who was listening. So allegedly someone who was listening, thanks for allegedly selling me a Tavor. Appreciate that. System works. <laughs> yeah, System it works. works. Uh, and then the only other thing is that the E2341 petition is over 171,849 signatures. So exactly. if you haven't signed it, go sign it. Yes. If you sign it, remember to check your email. Mm-hmm. And your junk mail, just in case. Yeah. Neat. Yay. Kelly, what are you up to, Kelly? Uh, I haven't been on in two weeks. I know I did something not last week, but the week before, So, but I don't remember what it was. I went to the range or something. You haven't been on in two weeks? I wasn't on last week. Nope. Oh. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Shut up. Anyways. <laughs> So, but what I did do was I went and got some skeet lessons at the Kingston Skeet and Trap Club, which was awesome. Um, Matt Pomeroy is the president of the club, and he gave us some skeet lessons. When I say us, I meant Kelly Square, because we do everything together. So, we went to the club on Wednesday night. Not this Wednesday, that just happened, but the Wednesday before. And um, they do night shooting there, which is awesome. And it was really, really cold. Uh, but, uh, 
it's part of it was I felt like an idiot when I went there for one thing. The reason is because I brought my, I don't have any shotguns that will necessarily work for skeet. Um, <laughs> the closest one I have was a Benelli Nova. So I used that 12 gauge, obviously. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's pretty heavy and we did a lot of shooting. Um, but when we got there, he said, well, one of the things that you have to do is you have to get the, uh, the shotgun fitted to you. And I went, I feel like such an idiot because <laughs> I fit people to their rifles all the time and I never even thought about it. So the uh, Nova doesn't fit me and, uh, and I knew that already. So what we had to do was build up the, uh, the comb and um but not only that it just doesn't fit me well so uh it wasn't great for skeet but it, we still had a good time anyways and uh and matt was a fantastic instructor as well uh one of the things that is kind of counterintuitive as well is the fact that you have to watch clay as opposed to watching the end of your you know your your gun so um but I hit quite a few of them, so I was happy about that. When I didn't hit one, I got really upset with it. Both Kelly and I were really quite competitive, and when we don't hit things that we're supposed to hit, we're not very happy about it, but still had a good time. Uh, he's asked us to consider coming back as well because it's, it's a smaller club. It's across the street from um, FRPC. But... Um, are you going to get a custom fitted shotgun now? Something with like really? custom drop and cast and length of pull. Yeah, well, and big long Italian name on it. No one's ever yeah, heard of. Yeah, that's where I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some custom fitting on things that we've never even heard of. Like, you know what? This thing has like we need like five degrees of English for you and three yeah. degrees of comb and then yeah, uh, ten points of uh, yeah. drop at uh, at the heel and then two yeah. points of uh, rise at the butt and I don't know. That's exactly what we were talking about as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, we had a good time. We want to go back. We want to make this a, a kind. We kind of actually meet up semi regularly on Wednesdays, and Wednesdays is Wednesdays and Sundays is the only time the ski club's open. So um, we're thinking about making it more of a regular thing as well. And and if we get some more excellent instruction as well, it means that we're going to hit almost everything. A uh, lead time. Um, that's the one thing that I had issues with, but I think it's one of the reasons is because I only had the one choke that came with the the Benelli. I didn't have a, I didn't have any other chokes that we could use, and and uh, yeah, one of the recommendations is if I was going to go and use the Benelli, go get some other chokes for it. So a skeet choke mm-hmm. would be more beneficial. I probably would have gotten a lot more clays so um, did they recommend another shotgun entirely, or or is there like it's use what you got, but if it don't fit you, go get something else. So on Saturday, I went to SFRC. I went to SFRC the week before too, but I did get stuff, but I don't remember. Anyways, this week when I went, I went and uh, I went and looked, and one of the things that I was looking at is I was looking at guns that probably would be better for skeet for trap. Um, so there was a whole bunch of them, and right from like a Canuck um, over under. It was like six hundred bucks, and uh, it went up. There was a nice-ish, French- right, for the price. I mean, it actually, you know what, it, it, it would, right? it, it would work. It would work okay. Um, 
I my favorite one was the the Frenchie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which was it's so the Frenchie scary. Aspire, which is the twenty eight gauge. So it's a little smaller. Better start reloading. <laughs> a little smaller. It's uh it was it has this beautiful walnut stock. It's blued. It's also twenty eight hundred dollars. And Ooh, but Kelly put it all into perspective, right? I know. I know. Three thousand dollar Ipsic pistol. $4,000 Ipsic pistol. I know. What? It's, so, it's not that expensive. No, it's not. It. And it's gorgeous. Right. You know, you know what, Kelly? I was at the gun club a while ago, and there were some guys shooting skeet. And this one guy came in with his wife, and they had somewhere pretty close to $50,000 in shotguns yep. in their case. <sighs> and I'll give you a hint. They had two of them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Back yeah, up. you can do fifty thousand dollars of shotgun. But my friend Emily yeah. has a, a yeah her her shotgun's thirty thousand dollars. I like I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah. Anyways, um, but oh my God, they're, they're Pete, I'm not sure. Beautiful, beautiful shotguns. Now that is, am I going to? So I really actually started thinking okay when can i go the best thing is the fact that it's on a wednesday because i'm going to be in town on wednesdays every weekend though over the next year probably i'm not going to be at home so um i won't be there on the weekends so it just uh you know i've been trying to figure out if i and then i get like SFRC is like my cheers. I go in there, everybody, Kelly, you know, and <laughs> And uh, so they're trying to talk me into it. There's also some other ones there too that I don't really want. I said, I know I can't look at those because those were even more expensive and they were even more beautiful. That's and um, and so look. they're trying to talk me in. They're doing layaway, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, no, so I'm resist. <laughs> I'm trying you... to think. I'm going, okay, so I have to do, so it's Here we go. 60 for the range membership plus $50 for 10 shoots plus the okay so I'm trying to carry the one you know Trevor's looking up guns for you yeah have you (laughs) have you considered a browning satori yes I actually looked at one too thousand bucks CGN right now I know yeah I was looking at that as well so but I kept going back the Frenchie, right? So yeah, yeah, thousand bucks, much nicer than this. Yeah, I'm looking at a Browning Satori, um, three inch, twenty eight, uh, twelve gauge, three inch chamber, twenty eight inch barrel, ten fifty shipped. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was also thinking about going on a gun to see what they have as well. But do you want um, a heavier shotgun for skeet or a lighter shotgun? You probably want you, that long you, barrel so to get the swing in there, right? Swing and you, point you, you like that, but I think that I want a gun that's going to fit me mm-hmm. and um, a little bit longer barrel, but doesn't necessarily have to be longer. Yeah, McClatchy can lay a beaten in around a trap with a eighteen half inch barrel. I've seen it many yeah. times. So the one that I was looking at, it had a twenty three inch, yeah, twenty three inch barrel. Hmm. So, anyways. Also saw the new Bagara BXR. It was brand new on the shelf. It has a carbon barrel. It has What's the BXR? rail already on it. It is the 22. It is like um, uh, it's the um, it's like the 1022, but it just but by Bagara. But Bagara and uh, 950 dollars for the one with the carbon wrap barrel, and it was 850 for the standard, hmm. and. Yeah, it has the adjustable. It has 
everything already on it. So you don't have to change it. The trigger, you don't have the rails already incorporated into it. Um, There's a Franchi on TGN. Okay. (laughs) Oh, look. Thousand bucks. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. uh, So fantastic, beautiful. If I was going to go and get a rifle, I'd probably get that now as opposed to a 1022 because it has everything that you probably already want in the 1022. I'm sorry, it has everything that the 1022 is, and but it's already upgraded, so you don't have to change on a lot of the parts. Yeah, the and it's only 950, kind of, and you'd be further ahead. Yeah, that 1020, the 1022 is like rugged, reliable, but needs like if you if you want a fine shooting gun, you need more parts, right? More better exactly. parts that more Primera better. has right in there, right? And it already has. So the rail that's on it is a 30 MOA rail already. So oh, 30. Oh, 30. Nice. So, go and buy that. 300 yard, here you come. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just starting to get into the country. So, I know that uh, our, I don't know, does Calgary, does Calgary have it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a few, like, obviously, SFRC has it, Bullseye has it. There's, they're starting to get out on the shelves. It was just out that Saturday on the SFRC. So, I was one of the first ones to fondle it. Uh, I also was talking to a friend of mine and he was talking to me while we were actually on on the recording tonight. So he contacted me. He's uh, near to shooting and he's upgrading his pistols. He started it with a Smith and Wesson West, Victory. So he is now upgrading to a 9mm and he wanted to donate the Smith and Wesson Victory to me so that I can use it for ladies days because we're always looking for 22 caliber pistol yeah. for ladies days so I thought that was awesome he's going to not sell it to me he's donating it to me Very so nice. I'm going to be able to do that and take it around to, to ladies days I'm pr- uh, just in case we have any listeners I'm probably going to do some ladies days so if you want to send free 22 pistols to me too <laughs> I, I will graciously accept them you yeah. lost. All right. Everything's a contest, and Kelly's the first one to be given a gun, as far oh, as I know. No, well, no. I've no. been given guns. No, Matthew's been given a gun. Matthew's given, given parts. a gun part. He had he to assemble the receiver. Mm-hmm. Right. I was given a gun, but not because I was doing anything worthwhile with it. You were? What gun were you given? I was given a Kui. A Kui, uh, a friend oh. of mine. Uh, Is it for sale? Family friend died. Why? Asking for a friend. No, I actually gave it away. So, oh. Yeah. I had a friend who was just getting into shooting and he didn't have a gun. Well, I mean, he had a gun that he can't really afford to shoot. So I'm like, here, have a cooey. <laughs> it's cheap. Yeah. I was given a gun too and then traded it with my dad to get the first shotgun I ever fired. But it wasn't like show related. I kind of feel like she's got one up on us here. Mm-hmm. I think so. Good yeah. on her. You, Good on you. Guns. you got given guns for sponsorship. Yeah, but I didn't get to keep them. I, I gave them away. Okay. Anyway. I give guns away. That's how nice I am. Uh, and other Trevor, I want a gun to give to him. You did. You're very nice. I actually, that's something that, yeah, that's very nice. You and keep he, giving back to people, and that's one of the things I really like about you. I don't know Art. if he lost it in fire or not. Oh yeah! Can we talk all the, about all that? that? All the sure. that goodwill, Trevor, for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you learn, people. You know why? Like 
being nice is for suckers. Nice. You give a guy a gun and then he, he lights he it on fire. House fire. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you let us know what happened? Did he lose ever all his guns, or did, were some of them salvageable? Because Denny was supposed to come back and have a look at Denny, them. They're at the shop. Denny hasn't had a chance to officially inspect them yet. Some of them are obviously written off. You can tell by looking at them. Yeah. Some of them we'll see, and then it's a question of playing with the insurance. Does the insurance company want to pay Denny to clean and restore? Well, it's like a vehicle. It, there comes a point where it's cost prohibitive. You write it off. Well, and some of those metals, if they've been exposed to like high heat, like do you trust the temper on that stuff anymore? No, exactly. So it's just in the in the question of safety, write them off or replace them. What sucks, man? He just got a custom twenty two two fifty (sighs) built. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, one one handgun's probably gone. One handgun's probably good. Um. Are concerned about the sentimental value more than the the money value. Yes, because there are some guns that he's had for a while, Dave. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So, but um, the uh, house fire, Kelly, was ruled to be undetermined electrical. So, yes, electrical. Don't know how it how exactly it started, but it did start with an electrical problem. He hasn't mm-hmm. had any upgrades, right? Oh, he had the new panel. Right, but that was on the other end of the house where the the fire didn't start, and that was all certified, licensed, permitted. There's no concern there. That was a concern of mine. I was like, holy smokes, you just got your panel done. Was it a hack job? Nope. It was all permitted, certified, registered. It was the rest of the house, though, permitted, certified, done by a certified. Oh, no. He was insured, so it was. was Anyways. But they're up in the air about whether or not they're going to gut the house and rebuild it up to code or tear it down and build a fresh one on the foundation because, and same thing. You'll never get the smoke out and smell out That's of the water. That's what I'm saying. But they're you like, oh, never. no, we've, uh, Kelly, no. they're so That's, off base. No. They looked at his bed and said, we can clean that. No. <laughs> no. They're guns. You walk into the room where we store the guns at work and the room still smells like smoke. And it's not even like they're fabric that, you know what I mean? They're guns and the room smells like smoke. So can you imagine you can't clean nothing in that house. No, my dad had a fire, and that's what they said as well. And no, you, yeah, no, you can't. You have to take everything out and just, if you can, start with new, start with new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I mean, what the insurance for. Yeah. So, anyhow. Mm. Was, okay. Okay, when we, I'm done. You, that's it? Okay. All right. Yep. You want to take the first upcoming event then, please, the TAPCOM one? Sure. TAPCOM 2000. 20. It's going to be September 11th to the 13th. It's the Canadian Pro-Gun Podcasters Network. We're going to be in attendance at TACOM 2020. Your favorite podcasters will be on hand throughout the show. So make sure you stop by the booth and meet your favorites and pick up some of our swag. Or drop by while we're doing our special live broadcast uh, where we'll be uh, talking uh, to event organizers, guest speakers, and vendors about all the new and must-have products. Right now, early bird tickets are on sale. If you click on the link, and you have to click on that actual link that we have on our Facebook as well as other social media, type in early bird 15 off. You'll get 15% off your TACOM um, ticket. Uh, The discount is only valid until March 31st, and you can see details for the show at uh, TACOMCanada.com. Cool. Thank you. 10th Annual Podcast Network Terry Shoot will take place at the Rescue Gun Club, home of the SummerSlam. Saturday, 4th of July, registration and payment will soon be through practice score, cost $25. The event will be a mini steel challenge match, similar to a USPSA steel challenge. So this is shot with a handgun or a PCC rifle or a 22 rifle. Um, there'll be a half round of trap, 
And then there'll be one bay that'll be open all day for plinking on steel with your handgun, your PCC, or a 22 rifle. It'll be static steel or steel that you can reset from the uh, firing line. Um, I'm hoping that, looking at our schedule of events here, um, it'll be March. I'm hoping March we will have the mother of uh, Rod Harkwell. Rod Harkwell is the... Um, yeah, we should be plugging the charity every time. I can't believe I don't have that in there. It's the Rodney... Harkwell Memorial Fund. So this is started off as a three-on-three tournament in the town of Dalhousie and has since grown into a memorial fund. The funds raised every year go to help support local children who need help accessing medical services outside of our region. So someone needs help to get to the IWK Children's Hospital in, in uh, Halifax or they need to leave and go to Ontario, the Rodney uh, Harkwell Memorial Fund helps uh, support a child in our region who needs um, medical attention. So that's where the money goes. And um, stay tuned for more details on that and when registration opens, et cetera. We'll either have uh, Peter Thorne on, the guy who is in charge of it now, or uh, Rodney's mother, or both. Who knows? But uh, I have talked to uh, to Peter Thorne, and he has talked to Rodney's mother, and she is willing to come on and tell us all about Rodney and, and the history of the charity, which I think would just be fantastic. So, um, perfect. Okay. Next item. Dave, can you see the show notes tonight? I can see the show notes tonight. Would you please grab the intro to PRS one? Uh, do do do. Yes, March seventh, two thousand twenty, for cost of eighty dollars. Ken Thyssen, very nice fellow of Bullseye, mm-hmm. and Ryan McLean, also a nice fellow of Kidx Defense, have teamed up to run an introduction to PRS match shooting. Ken and Ryan have been competing in precision rifle, PRS, and F class for the past seven years, and they can both very, very, very shoot. They're very shooty. They can very shoot. Very yes, shoot. they can yes, very they, shoot. They both very shoot. They shoot the very format, well. That yes, too. They do. If you want to use correct grammar. The format is correct grammar. What is this? The internet? (laughs) The format will consist of all in-class instruction on March 7th at 0830 till early afternoon. The clinic will focus on the basics of PRS-style shooting with an emphasis on gear selection, equipment setup, and match prep. This is an in-class-only course, so no firearms are needed. Guaranteed to cut your learning curve and direct you in the right direction. That's an awkward sentence. (laughs) Direct you properly. I don't know. Anyway. I post Steer, you in the right direction. Steer you in the right direction for match shooting. It'll Live like rim fire and center fire clinic. Shut up. Also available near the <laughs> end of March as well. Also available near the end of March as well. These guys should get me to rewrite their stuff. Anyway, if interested, please sign up via practice score or through the Facebook page, facebook.com slash events slash Just search for it. Just search PRS shooting at East Elgin. You'll find it on Facebook. There's no reason to use links for anything anymore. Just Google it. Facebook it. It'll come up. It'll be awesome. Oh, man. Yep. Excellent. Thank you, Dave. And Ryan are fantastic shooters. That's what what Dave was trying to say. Some of the best shooters in Canada. And they've been on the show, so you know. Yeah, yeah, right. They are. We they are. Them, they We're going to have uh, Ken back in again. I think of us to come on to talk about a few things. So maybe yeah. we should have him come on to talk about this course specifically and get into more details and stuff. Why don't we do that? I love the fact that you know some people may find this strange, but I love the fact that um, no gun or shooting is required for this course. Like I used to teach a lot of archery clinics, and a large part of the day, believe it or not, was spent in the classroom 
Right. Yeah. Uh, because you can learn a lot before you get on the range in the classroom and save a whole bunch of time and money. So mm-hmm. I understand what they're doing. Don't be turned off by the fact that you're not going to do any shooting. Know that when you start shooting, you'll be farther ahead in time and money. Right. Yep. All right. Um, and if you have any upcoming events that you would like us to list on the show, feel free to send them to us uh, through our email, sunfireradio at gmail.com. And we'll do free copy editing as well. If the copy's no good, we'll, we'll comment on it. If you guys, we, we read James's emails verbatim, so there was no copy editing here. Okay, only That's if right. Dave reads it. Otherwise, we read it verbatim. Be live critiquing. <laughs> live All Nazi right. grammaring here on Slamfire Radio. Free. Free of charge. We, yeah, of we both publish and criticize your event free of charge. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, news. Adriel, take it away. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this first one is uh, is kind of interesting. This was I Run Guns. This, this happened last week. I didn't have it in show notes for some reason. Um, I Run Guns announced it, but this was apparently at SHOT oh, Show. I saw this. Uh, Remington has closed DPMS, Bushmaster, Storm Lake, and Tapco. So there's no longer going to yep. be producing those. What? No, um, Tapco? Saying what are so people going to do no. about their hey, SKSs the now? SKS people everywhere are raging right now, <laughs> throwing things across it's, the room. the SKS show, isn't it now? <laughs> Get a Matador Arms. You're all out of excuses. Right. Do they make those anymore? What? Are they still making their SKS chassis? Of course. It's uh, bread and butter. Hmm. But the DPMS and the Bushmaster, yeah, come on, that's, that's the bad. one that we care about. Well, does that mean my Bushmaster is now worth more money? Yes. Yes, because it's an original Bushmaster, not a Remington Bushmaster. Exactly. If you want to, if you want original Bushmaster quality these days, you got to get a Wyndham for those. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Bushmaster sold itself to Remington. Remington simply bought the name, left all the equipment behind. Mister Wyndham, who was the creator of Bushmaster. Sold on Friday, opened up shop on Monday as Wyndham. Yeah. So if you want a Bushmaster quality rifle, buy a Wyndham weaponry. It mm-hmm. is a Bushmaster. It's owned by Mr. Wyndham, the former owner of Bushmaster. When Remington bought Bushmaster, all they bought was the name. Okay, there you go. You're welcome. Too bad Remington didn't close Remington. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anything else for news, um, Adriel? Uh, not on that one. Nope. All right. New gun stuff. I run guns. Uh, so we talked about this in the summertime. Do you remember when Iron Guns had a, an announcement on their CGN thread? They're like, "We're going to announce a new non-restricted gun for yep. the Canadian market," and then yes. just not like crickets, right? I think it just took to, took a lot longer than they thought it was. <laughs> uh, they are now bringing in the Matrix Aerospace M seven six two D, which is what we talked about them potentially bringing in as as one of the ideas, right? Uh, it's a, it's a semi-automatic 308 AR-10 pattern. Looks like an AR-10. Uh, they are, uh, they're bringing in a 308. They're bringing a 6.5 Creedmoor. The 308 is 1374 US or 1822 in Canadian. And the 6.5 Creedmoor is 1889 Canadian. And the 6.5 Creedmoor is stainless. And the other one is uh, not so, so we have another non-restricted AR-10 in Canada at a unique price point, I think, because the stag is a little bit more than this. Is it? Yeah, the stag will be just a little bit more. This will be just a little bit less, and it's got it, uh, the reason why it's less. So it comes to around eighteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It comes with a rise uh, armament drop-in trigger. Oh so my! It comes with a nice 
trigger Three and a half pound, right, yeah. yeah, right Single from the factory. And you walk pins. Okay. Extremely short reset. And Kelly's like, all right, where do I take my money? No, I'm already moving forward to the other guns. <laughs> oh, well, we're not there yet. We're still oogling this thing. It's uh, under nine pounds, which is amazing. Because if you consider my stag with optic and the barrel that I chose, even though I've got an ultralight Maple Ridge Armory handguard, my stag is 11 pounds. This gun out the box, less optic, is nine pounds. And they're saying a half half MOA at 100. So what do you do? You you get a factory gun. First thing you do, you change the barrel because that's where it actually comes from. So with this barrel, you get under you get under nine pounds and half yeah. MOA. This is very interesting to me. Yeah, mm. it's got a lot of really nice stuff in it. Surefire Brake, which is a nice name brand brake, mashed barrel and bolt, ambi charging handle. It's like a nicely kitted out semi-auto 308 um, from a decent manufacturer. Matrix does like uh, outsourced uh, uh, AR stuff for a lot of the other uh, uh, brands. Interesting. Never heard of them. Comes with an ambi charging handle. Mm-hmm. Or is that other stuff I'm looking at here? Looking no, at the pictures yeah, on yeah, their they Facebook. Do. No, yeah. a- wow. So it's got a match grade trigger, ambi charging handle, mm-hmm. half MOA, out the box, under nine pounds. This is the one and a half. For the well, higher so price point, yeah, like it's, piece, it's right? pretty pretty competitive with the stag because the stag you're getting like a, a mill serp trigger, so you replace that. There's two hundred bucks, and, yep. um, and now your stag is going to be sitting around twenty one, twenty two hundred, whereas this is eighteen something, right? Yeah, my stag is over three thousand. But you built yours, like right. you picked the components to build it. You're yeah, always going to end up more expensive that way. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, but. Yeah. I don't know if I got a thousand dollars more gun. You know what I mean? Uh, I I would argue that you did. You don't have a lot of like like on this one. You'd probably still change out the stock, right? You'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah, that stock is horrible. They're always horrible. No, no yeah. one's gonna put like a, a a really nice stock on it. The, the best they'll do is like a CTR or an STR or yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. You don't put a nice one on because everybody, if they're gonna be that fussy about it, they're gonna want something that fits mm-hmm. them, and they're gonna be fussy about it. Yeah, that's why you put a cheap, cheap one. On. Keep the price low because yeah. you put an expensive stock on somebody doesn't like it. So, okay, cool. What else we got? Uh, the Ruger American Rimfire Long Range Target. I know a twenty-two long range rifle. More of them. Ruger's making one. Interesting. What? Mm. what do you notice about it? It takes a ten twenty-two mag. Yeah. It's yeah. got a accu trigger kind of thing. Like uh, yes, it has a rail integrated into the receiver. Yes. What do you notice threaded, about the rail? Threaded barrel. Oh, it's Jesus! It's more than twenty MOA. Look at that thing. Mm-hmm. You can see the cant from across the room. <laughs> actually see uh, what it what's it say for the rail on there I'm just looking uh, scope base installed okay thanks say. it's also got a, an adjustable cheek piece which would uh, yes. that would be really nice 60 degree yeah. bolt throw I was I was thinking about like what happens what happens with maple seed if if the liberals ban every semi auto that one that one because well, that one takes ten twenty two mags exactly. drop free you can put your hand right underneath it twenty two inch barrel eight pounds your, my goodness it's an eight pound twenty two heavy yeah um okay are you okay over there Dave oh that's tired long day yeah, mm. yeah. no it's me. technically no longer than any other day shut up. 
Oh, wait, 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 guys. Um, it also includes is... sling swivel studs. Yeah, that's yeah. But I was just looking for the length of pole to see if you could actually change out the buttstock as well. Cause it, it wasn't... looks like plates, Kelly. Looks yeah. like spacers yeah. like maple. Yeah. It's got enough there. Hmm. So, no, nope. yeah, there you go. Yeah. I thought yeah, you can this is going to go back and forth. That's There's a slot yeah. in there. It'll move back and forth back on and that. Forth. Yeah. Yeah. And also the bolt on it, the bolt handle is huge. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like it's got QD, nice uh, QD cups on the side. Yep. yep. It's got it all, man. Ooh. Did they even come out with a um, price? Because mm. I'm wondering if this, I'm pretty sure this would not fit in. Suggest into... retail $5.99, but that's Cheers. American. American. So you're looking at about 700 Yep. $7.99. I like it. I like this mm-hmm. more than the Ruger Precision. Mm-hmm. The Ruger suppressor with it too. Sweet. Package oh, deal. You, they, that's they. They get the, that uh, when you're just checking out. They're like, "Do you also want to add the suppressor?" You're like, "Oh yeah, of course, yeah, F, yeah, um, yeah." Silly it's like, yeah. It's like asking me if I want bacon on my burger. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Holy crap! There's Bolivar. Bolivar just joined. Hello, Brian. Hi, Brian. His uh, ears must be burning. We talked are about it this evening. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. That's, yeah. that's cool. Gun stuff. All right. That's it for new gun stuff. Then uh, let's move into our main topic. Okay. Let's jump into our main topic. This week, we have two special guests from Black Box Customs. If you're not familiar, Black Box Customs is a made in Canada company. Blacks, blacks, black, black. Black Box Customs. See, it's live. Nothing we can do about it. I'm sorry. I messed up your intro. I apologize. Still Devin's okay. fault. Black Box (laughs) Customs has been providing premium firearm performance services to Canadians since 2014, eliminating the frustration of cross-border shopping. Driven by a passion for competitive shooting and servicing the law enforcement and military community, every day they push themselves to create innovative new products and services. Jay and Devin, welcome to Slamfire Radio, gentlemen. Hello. Thanks for having having us, guys. It's our pleasure. Devin, you and I go back... Oh, how far do we go back now? Well, Trevi Cakes. Oh, you're not. It's been. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. It's been a few oh, years. Yeah. It's actually been. That was always my pet name for Trevor. If you didn't know, it was Trevi Cakes or Trevi Pie. No one knows um, that. And it's nope. been it, it's been six years. It's been six, six years, years, Trevor. I think we've known each other. Mm-hmm. At least, yeah. So, um, Devin in another life was. Uh, the well pretty much everything except for the owner of freedom ventures he was the go-to guy there if you need something from uh, sean hansen's business in halifax freedom ventures he was the man he he did it all he handled the uh, the retail the wholesale um dealt with all kinds of wonderful people every day that made him appreciate his job in the retail market didn't you i've met a lot of interesting people <laughs> <laughs> you always have this ability to maintain your ray of sunshine and take the high road. It's awesome. So, and yes, unfortunately, no. go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, there are actually jokes aside, uh, I've met a ton of tremendous people working in the firearm industry and uh, especially through a lot of the people I've met via the IPSA community and other competitive shooting brackets, like just a lot of, a lot of really interesting characters and uh, just a lot of fun people all around. Hmm. Um, many a package arrived from Freedom Ventures with the name Trevi Cakes on it, unfortunately. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Or a troller yeah. for a lot. Yeah. 
Wonderful. So, <laughs> well, uh, so initially I reached out to Devin because, uh, you know, I know him and I know he's at Black Box, but then he said, hey, let's get Jay on board. And so, Jay, tell us about yourself and uh, your role with Black Box. Um, yeah, so I'm one of, uh, now there's a couple more partners here, but the original three of us, I'm one of the three original partners of Black Box Customs. Um, if you corresponded with us in the first probably three or four years of this business, um, it was most likely me. Um, but obviously, as you know, as the company grew, uh, we need to take on a little bit more on the admin side and kind of some uh, business development. So that's kind of where I slowly moved to. And that's a big, big reason why we brought Devin on. You know, we worked with him um, at a couple other companies before, such as Freedom. <laughs> and honestly, uh, we spent a lot of time on trying to perfect the customer service thing. And it's really hard to find good guys. So um, we were very, very hesitant to bring just anybody on when it comes to that. So, you know, Devin was kind of like the perfect role for that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like what we're doing now. My role here is just a lot of business development now, just working on different projects and uh, working on the business, not necessarily in the business anymore. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. Awesome. So, obviously, this is a gun show. So black box customs must do something in the firearms industry. Um, what what is your main focus? Uh, where did you start, and where are you kind of? Because you've expanded, you're not doing what you did yep. three years ago. So yep. how did? What is it that you do now? Yeah. Um, so I guess like if you want, we can go through a little bit of the backstory. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Start with the backstory. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of the the three original partners, which is Vince, Ringo, and I, um, we started out shooting uh, recreationally, then joined some IDPA. As we shot a little bit more IDPA, we started doing a little bit more IPSC, USPSA, Steel Challenge, and kind of really diving into the competitive uh, shooting world. And, um, you know, obviously, like any other enthusiast, as you do a little bit more competitive shooting, you end up wanting to do more modifications um and what was this this is probably six years ago uh six years ago there was honestly there was not a lot of options when it came to some of the work that we were looking for and and let me be more specific the work we were looking for back then was a lot of polymer firearm services so stippling uh slide milling so the optic cuts serrations you know pockets uh cerakote work and the issue we had was, you know, we were just looking across Canada for all these services. And by the, by the time we came to, hey, look, this is the gun I want to build. You had to go through five different companies to get it done. And as you know, all the fucking short-term ATTs and all that stuff. So it, was just, it just became a process. And unfortunately for us, it just wasn't ultra feasible. The timelines were crazy. So we just decided to do it ourselves. And and that's how the business started, you know, it was kind of the three of us playing around in our garages, uh, having having zero expectation of trying to build a business around these services until, you know, one day we did some of this work, we invested in the equipment, um, taking guns to the range, shooting them, word of mouth started to spread. Uh, people were looking for this type of work. And actually back then, we didn't have like a firearms business license or anything like that. So um, we just turned away a lot of work 
And at some point in time, we turned away enough work that we had to come to a decision of, hey, man, why don't we turn this into business? So we went down that path. We explored the idea of turning into business, which we did. We picked on a couple of picked up a couple of dealers uh, at that point in time. That was uh, the biggest one was Calgary shooting center, um, which helped us a lot at the very, very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they were kind of our front end for a little while. And until, you know, business got bigger, we had to expand more, more dealers, um, turning into a full-time job, you know, moving into the space that, you know, we're in right now. And that's been, we've been in here for the last uh, five years. Um, so it just, it just grew organically every step of the way, even from when we did framework to slide milling to Cerakote, uh, the offerings within those services kept on, you know, evolving and changing. We add more to our catalog every single time. Then customers were asking us for parts. So we started picking up parts. Customers were asking, Hey, look, if I'm going to get a gun, you know, sent over there, why don't I just buy the gun from you if you guys sell the guns? So then we became a Glock authorized dealer. We started picking up different brands and we just kept on evolving the business over the years and kind of into the thing that it is now, which, you know, we do a little bit of everything, um, firearm sales, parts, all the custom work, you know, we're doing a little bit more with law enforcement now, uh, military, um, you know, we're, like a couple of things that kind of fell into our plate. We're working on, you know, uh, accessories for holsters right now, the negative camp plate that's kind of been a, a weird project for us. But, you know, like it's uh, being a, a smaller business like ours, it allows us to make a lot of these kind of um, quick decisions. Um, and yeah, and, you know, in three to four months time, um, we'll be in a new building um, with a full-on retail uh, and expanding our shop space because uh, we need it. We've outgrown this building, uh, you know, probably a year and a half ago when when Devin first came on, which is hard to believe. Oh man, it's been a it's been crazy for us. So I don't know. Hopefully that answers a bit of your questions. No, that's absolutely perfect. That was yeah. perfect. Um, Devin, let's switch over to you now. So what's your day-to-day look like at Black Box? What are you, is it, <laughs> is it always insane right now, or? It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of email. It's a lot of email, Trevor. So, yeah. um, communications are big. And part of the first thing when I came into the company was just clearing up the front end in the sense that we had a, we have a lot of guys working here doing different things, but we had a real customer service or just a communication bottleneck. Um, as the business has sort of gotten a lot of interest, you know, we get, we could employ somebody full time now, 40 hours a week, just answering emails. It's, it's overwhelming in a lot of cases. So right now we're still working on a lot of communication. So I spend most of my time uh, just trying to correspond with clients, with other businesses in the country. Uh, we're doing a little bit of distribution this year. So we're chasing down a few manufacturers, um, dealing with permits, various bodies, accounts, purchases. So really uh, I'm mostly doing a lot of administrative work, which doesn't sound super impressive or exciting, but um, it's important to support the company and that allows us to just spend a little more time uh, working on the fun stuff. Not everything that we're good at is exciting. Unfortunately, no. uh, yes, this is true. I found out my mutant power is uh, answering the phone in a super awesome way and uh, yeah, and sending emails. And <laughs> I love that you did that with the, with the air quotes because you were known for answering the phone at Freedom Ventures. It's a super awesome Friday at Freedom Ventures. And I could never tell yeah. if you had caller ID or not, or if you just did that for everybody or just me. But uh, you could Every, be always completely... Trevor. Always. That's, yeah. It didn't matter what kind of mood you were in. 
you could not speak to you on the phone and get off the phone in a bad mood, even if I didn't get my way. I was, yeah, you're very diplomatic. You tell me to go to hell in such a way I enjoyed the trip. It's a, it's a unique skill. You should be proud. <laughs> it's my mute power for the record yeah it's a mutant power now you're one of the x-men but you never did uh, you never did tell me to go to hell so uh well that that that's fantastic so okay back to you uh jay started off mostly slide stippling that's how you guys kind of at least from my perspective and please feel free to correct me you broke into the industry uh, working on polymer guns stippling slides someone would send you a bone stock factory glock and they would get the uh, grip reduction the finger grooves gone a really cool stippling job that would come back in a nice black box right um but we're way on we're way there you go devin's holding one up for the viewers that's a uh, uh, and it's yep there we go we've got Showing slide cuts on that bad boy yeah the uh slide's been milled for an optic trigger undercut very nice mm-hmm. yeah aftermarket so co-witnessing sites yeah so you got the front yeah the site in front of the glass actually that's cool neat we should let jay finish and then yeah then i can do yeah. like a full product demo if you want. for <laughs> sure yeah yeah um so yeah jay we, we've gone way beyond slide stippling and and uh finger groove removal let talk take me through the progression of the services that you're now offering yeah so you know our our original um thought process was we'll just offer the things that are hard to get in canada so as you know frame stippling all the frame modification undercuts finger groove removal comic cuts nobody was really doing that on a professional level within canada and a lot of people were trying to send this you know into the states to get done which is as you know not extremely viable um same with the milling and same with cerakote uh you know our biggest uh, thought process was, hey, look, why don't we do the things uh, that are hard to get done um, in one place? You know, just like a bit of a turnkey solution. Um, and then if you wanted to buy aftermarket barrels, triggers, magwells, you know, that's all stuff that, you know, people can source on their own. And this is all things that they can do themselves. Um what ended up actually happening was people would send us you know, barrels and compensators and optics and their own co-witnessing sites and all this stuff. And, you know, doing a lot of parts picking in a sense. And, you know, they'd get us to put it together. And we would notice that sometimes and not, not, not always, but sometimes some of the selections didn't work together. And there's some parts that people could get and some people couldn't get certain parts. So, you know, we started sourcing parts for, for individuals uh, because we're a farmer's business. So, um, you know, the, what ended up happening is we, we know a, a little bit of the part side because we're familiar with the platform. So we just started offering recommendations doing, um, Hey, look, like if you're doing a comp and an optic and you have a barrel and all this stuff, well, you should look into getting recall spring assemblies. Well, Oh, well, where do we get one of those and what spring rate and all this stuff. So it just became a no brainer that we started selling them and offering a little bit more than just say, Hey, look, you know, we'll do the services, send it back to you and you figure it out. Um, we wanted to truly offer a, a turnkey service, which was say, Hey, um, if you buy all the parts, if you buy uh, or you get all the services, we'll put it together. We'll make sure that it's functioning 
or at least we give you uh, some recommendations before we send it back to you uh, of what may or may not work. Um, and just so, like I said, offer the, that full turnkey service. And then same thing with the parts. The same thing happened with the firearms. You know, some of the transfers. Actually, Alberta's fast transfers are, I think, like one day now. Whereas, but Wait, sometimes in fast, Ontario, yeah. yeah. Whereas Ontario and some other some other areas of Canada, sometimes the transfers are weeks. Um, people started asking us, "Hey, why not? Uh, why not buy the firearm from us during the transfer process? Initiate the work." and then save a little bit of time there. So, hey, that sounds like a phenomenal idea. Let's do it. And, you know, that's how we became a Glock authorized dealer. Um, and that just keeps on progressing, right? A lot of our customers come from all walks of life, which means whether they're recreational shooters, competitive shooters, they're law enforcement, um, you know, they they use our product. And as we use, and as they use our product more and more, uh, you know, that started developing a lot of our law enforcement and military customers um, because well, what the kind of early work do they get done? What, what do they want? Uh, you know, what's funny, right? It's it, it always starts as an individual, right? Some guys, early adopter wants an optic cut. And, and honestly, within the law enforcement world, the the optic cuts is probably like the biggest thing right now. Red Interesting. Dot, um, yeah, that is it's by gaining, far. Yeah, it's gaining yeah. a lot of momentum. Yeah, <laughs> by far, like... Uh, Oh, like that is the number one thing that they ask for. And, okay. and it makes and sense, you know? Yeah, sir. Yeah. What optic are they asking to have the cut for? <sighs> you know what? It's a, it's a overwhelm. Like if you asked me this exactly a year ago, the overwhelming amount would have been RMR and Delta Point Pro. Today, it's a bit of a mixed bag. RMR, Delta Point is still on the top, but there's a lot of, um, there's, People looking at other options, whether that's the new Acro that came out or um, uh, some of the new Holosun products, the 507, 508Ts, uh, and what else? For duty, that's honestly, that's about it right now. Um, there's what people was the, looking. What was the Acro one that you mentioned? So the Acro is their fully enclosed um, mini oh, red yeah. dot. So, yeah, 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 it looks like a tank. Right, yeah. and and people You've like probably it because, seen some bad yeah. memes on the <laughs> <Yeah>. internet. <laughs> yes, yeah, but it's it's a it's an interesting one, right? Because people like that optic. So if there's snow or water, it doesn't cover the emitter. It doesn't do anything to um, affect the 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 LED dot. You can you know quickly wipe it off. You can you know so for law enforcement, that's probably like the biggest draw. However, the profile of the optic is just unfortunately rectangular. Quite, yeah, very big yeah. right now. <laughs> so, but basically, you know, the, re the reviews have been good. Yeah, yeah. So, but the <laughs> reviews on it so far, people kind of like it. The 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 sight picture is small. Is the I think yeah. that's my yeah, that's my complaint about the RMR. I much rather yeah. the SRO. Um, yep. But for duty. I get the armor. It's a bit smaller, more compact. It's rubber armored, you know. There's so. there's a lot of momentum behind that product, right? Because there's a lot of testing out there, mm -hmm. and people have bought into it in that sense. Yeah. Um, and the durability side of it, because people have done a lot of torture testing, the RMR has kind of been the most durable. And, but this is where this is where it gets controversial, right? Like there are some law enforcement guys that say, "Hey, look, like." 
your holster or your gun's going to sit in your holster. It's going to be protected, you know, for the vast majority of the time. And, you know, if, if, if you impact the optic in a way that could damage it, you know, then you have bigger things to worry about. Some people subscribe to the total opposite of that, you know? So we're just, we're, we're always kind of juggling, you know, the, the application and, you know, who it's mm-hmm. for. Cause, cause general duty law enforcement, uh, tactical law enforcement and military, they're, they're totally different um, requirements. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're always, we're always balancing that. And same with our like recreational shooters and competitive shooters. There is no like one thing that we recommend for every single person. It's always dependent on application. Yeah, it's absolutely. On every, right. There's so what many. You, yeah. First question so is what are you using it for? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Always. So, so always Jay, Jay, let's transition into yeah. kind of the, um, the structure in which the products um, and services are available. I got the impression based on some of your comments earlier, without talking specifically about the price of a service or the price of a, of an item. I got the impression that you kind of offer um, packages. I could get this or I could get this and this, I could get this, this, and this. So how are we set up here for, for get, I got a bone stock lock. What what, yep. what 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 can you do, right? Like, can I just get stippling? Can I get stippling in a slide cut? Can I get stippling a slide cut? And Cerakote, how's that structure look like for the customer? Yeah, so uh, when we first started, we wanted to make it truly a la carte. You know, if you look at Agency Arms, you look at Zev, you look at a lot of the custom gun builders out there um, within kind of our, our market, you buy package, you buy ABCD. Um, unfortunately, the Canadian market uh doesn't really support the package idea maybe it does now but when we first started it it really didn't what happened was we had packages and then everyone would be like hey i i really like the serrations in package a but then i really like this cut in package b can we just get these so we had packages we broke the packages up we do everything a la carte if you want serrations we sell you serrations if you want serrations in the pocket we sell you serrations in a pocket um we make sure that uh, the cuts that we're doing are jet, um, cuts that we could sell, you know, to five, 10, 15 different customers later on. And then that way we only just charge. If we were to ever make a new cut for someone, for example, uh, and we were to add it into our catalog, it's something that we have to be able to resell and we just charge the customer like uh, a regular price. We don't, we don't charge by the hour unless someone's asking for some really you know fancy custom work uh which we often entertain um but yeah like that's right now our business model is is it's a la carte like i can proudly say over the last six years we probably serviced over three thousand pistols like three thousand glocks um and no two have left this shop in the exact same way as in no two of them were identical because of the you know selection that they they had access to that's what makes this company so awesome is that um you know you you buy an air you rip all the stuff off it you make it your own yeah. you know you, it's uh, very rare to see two airs that are identical on in a match or in a shooting uh uh on a shooting line uh but everybody has a glock everybody has an mp everybody you know they all look the same so if you mm-hmm. want to distinguish yourself from the crowd the rest of the glock fanboys you want to make yep. your glock yours <laughs> Yep. You can do that. Adriel and I can yep. each send you a Glock 34 and yep. have two completely different Glock 34s when we're done. 
Yep. And I think that was like, honestly, and, and, and Devin can kind of chime in on this. That's, that is, you know, unheard of within our industry. Right. And it's a bit of a headache as a, as far as customer service goes, but. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. We like to, we like to cater to all the specifics and, and Jay is correct. Like we do, you know, at any given time now, uh, we're juggling anywhere between 70 to 80 uh, firearm projects as an average if you call us monday to friday just to put the volume in 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 idea for your mind and yeah like jay is not at all no no two of them we really even do the same if we have a client even show us a picture from instagram and say guys this was hot i love this i want this but i want it done like this and then you end up with a totally different pistol <laughs> I want this only the same but different. Yeah, always, yeah, always. pretty much. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, always. All right, so we're throwing Glock around, but Glock is not the only um, show in town. You're working on everything, right? Yeah. So, like for us, I think when we first opened the doors, uh, we opened the doors to MMP, P320, all the popular service pistols. Um, we opened the doors equally um now the glock shape is easier to work with than others so there's just more cuts available and honestly the population um of you know people trying to buy serve like those service types of firearms and doing modifications on them 90 percent of that is glock guys and and that's what showed when we opened the doors up uh we opened you know even services for everything, but the overwhelming demand is for Glock. So that's and that's what drives the development of that of that product line too, or that uh, that platform for us. That's yeah. how you see us having that much more uh, services for the Glock compared to say the MMP or the P320 because just pure demand. Well, and those MMP guys are the poorest too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had an MMP. <laughs> <laughs> like Pat, it, no, the, the FNFNS is the polymer pistol of the poor's, you know, unless Gersan. But I mean, Gersan, you're not even Gersan. You're probably not listening to this podcast because you can't afford an internet connection. Maybe the SD <laughs> SD nine SD nine. Yeah, no comment. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so no comment. Oh, yeah, it's funny. So, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Um. Yeah, so we're building out the in, moving into a larger space. Um, we're opening up the retail. Um, we're we're trying hard to when it comes to the recreational and the competitive shooting market. We're trying really hard to focus on kind of the the higher end of of the firearm market, uh, but still relevant to what we're doing. So you'll see us do more. Uh, Builds such as the Glocks, MPs, but you'll see us do a little bit more STIs, Nighthawks, um, just uh, more modification on on those popular platforms, uh, and try our best to cater to that market. And same with like the CZs, right? That's a huge market that we want to also offer um, our services to. So if you walk into our into our retail space, you'll be able to buy firearms, buy all the accessories. And if you want to do a little bit of custom work, here's our custom work department. Um, alongside of that, we are also focusing a little bit on the law enforcement side, um, uh, trying to really help uh, promote and, and just make sure that there's enough information about 
the red dots. Like we've been doing this for a little while in the country. I'm not saying that uh, we have the most knowledge on it. I think we have a, a good, good amount of knowledge on it and enough to speak um, intelligently about it. So that's one of our focuses. We're partnering up with a couple of law enforcement instructors so that we can uh, go to a law enforcement agency or present to military and just say, hey, look, this is all of the hardware considerations. And then this is how we implement it from a software perspective, right? Um, whether that's an intro to Red Dot, whether that's a Red Dot user course so that you, know, you can come take the course take that information away, present it to your agency, or even further, let's just say there is adoption. Now we can do an instructor-to-instructor type of uh, uh, transition or course. Um, so that's kind of what we're focusing on. There's a couple other things that we're working on on the law enforcement and military side. Um, so in the five-year span, just to continue to grow um black box customs and then also to on the parallel just also grow the law enforcement and military side I, a lot of the work that we do just uh complements that mm. and you'll also see us do a little bit more work on the industrial end as as sad as it sounds um you know this is you know this is a bit of a tangent but as a business and this is you know devin can kind of speak on this too um but the biggest fear with anyone in this industry is, uh, you know, what the political climate is going to be two, three, four, five, six, seven years from now. Uh, as a business, and you know, being able to, you know, able to innovate and continue build this company, we need to be completely. Uh, I don't know. You don't want to put all uh, your eggs in one basket. Yeah, we don't. We yeah. we just we don't want to be. We just don't want to be thinking about no. where you know whether yeah. or not we're going to have a job in five years. Yeah. So you have transferable skills and transferable uh, knowledge. Exactly. So we're gonna we're expanding into the industrial side. You know, we just picked up um, some lasers. We're doing a lot more bulk industrial coatings. So you'll see us. Will do a these bit lasers? Back. Will these lasers be placed on the heads of sharks? You got it. I was about to say, Trevor, the main <laughs> working on a shark mount for the laser right it's now. Is going to be big? Yeah, yeah. it's real or how would yes. how would that work? Yeah. It's going to be mill spec. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's good, Devin, that you can still read my mind. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. Type two anodization. <laughs> that sounds exciting, Jay. Uh, before we wrap it up, I'm going to turn it over to my co-hosts in case they uh, have been sitting on a question that uh, they want to ask that I hadn't thought of. So, guys, is there anything you'd like to uh, ask before we uh, set these fine folks free? Maybe just for our listeners, like, what are what are the main services you guys are offering right now? Like, main three, four kind of thing. Jeff. Um, yeah. If, so like anything right now, I could advertise to anybody. Uh, if you're interested basically in just having a cool paint job on your gun or restoring your gun, uh, we do a lot of Cerakote here and that's everything from just, um, like I said, if you have a 3030 that was left to you by your grandfather and now it's pitted in the safe, we can restore it, make it look nice with Cerakote. Uh, if you just want an outstanding paint job to match your Jersey or you like flat dark earth instead of black, Maybe you want cool camouflage. We can put Cerakote on pretty much anything. Would you guys be able um, the to Cerakote like a, you know, a really nice old Kui? Just asking for a friend. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we won't do the wood though. But anyway, no, we can definitely do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, and then as far as handgun guys go, uh, you know, like we're big on on optics, right? That was one of our original our original wheel hoses, and we can put an optic on pretty near any semi-automatic handgun on the market. So if you're interested at all, you know, I used to hear a lot from guys shooting Ipsic. They they call me and they'd say, Devin, I'd love to shoot a red dot, but I don't have seven thousand dollars to shoot open. And there really wasn't a, a place or anything else they could do with that. You could shoot recreate on the weekends if you wanted. You could get weird frame mounts or various other pistols. But now we can retrofit your existing property and the items you already own that you paid for for or you don't have to buy anything new or exotic and uh you know again like jade mentioned there's a lot of optics on the market getting a lot of traction so within that regard you know we have price points as low as 300 bucks stretching right up into the you know thousand dollars if you want and, and we can retrofit pistols for you know production optics or just for cool. shooting as well too that's big what's yeah, your really uh, what's your turnaround time usually on if somebody wanted a yeah, a job or, a, or an optics mount <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is a tough one. So if you've ever done business with us, like what, like a very frequent uh, event in my life is people are like, Devin, what the hell is going on with my gun? Right. And they're like wondering, there's a lot of moving parts and each project is different. There are, there are, there is an idiosyncrasy to each project as we take them on. So right now, depending on the optic, the gun, what we're doing for coatings, there can be a big difference in lead times. Uh, we are working, anybody listening in, we've been working really diligently the last calendar year since I've been here to cut lead times down. And uh, we've got some new systems in place that are helping our efficiency slowly as we improve them. But to truly answer your question direct, uh, right now, very simple cuts and simple Cerakote. We're, we get out of the company right now within about four weeks. Uh, more elaborate jobs would, would be almost double that. We'd stretch it around eight weeks. Okay. But again, very basic. If you just wanted, if you, you send us a handgun today, you wanted to cut for an optic and then just a single color on it, we can get it back to you in a month. Devin, is there a, a peak time? Are most, are most Ipsic people sending their guns in in the wintertime? And, you know, are you like kind of slow down in the summer and flooded in the winter? So this is funny because I comment Jay to this all the time. When I started here, it was like, it was like the four walls are on fire and the roof's on fire too. And I... I was like, I was waiting for the lull to happen. And I was like, okay, we're going to have a quiet fall or something. It just never came. We are like every day. If you call us and the doors open, it's the busiest day we've been in business. It is, it is, it's just, yeah, it's just getting, yeah, we've gone from average. We've actually doubled our average uh, number of projects on, on, on like concurrently that we're working on. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. Kelly, anything that there are worse problems. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, nope. Actually, uh, Dave asked the question I had, so. Oh, very good. Sorry, yeah. your thunder. Um, one question <laughs> from uh, listener Blaze in the chat. He's wondering, would it be possible to coat something like a Lee Enfield while keeping the Melsurp look? Cerakote offers, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like, um, have you guys done the wood grain Cerakote yet? Have you seen that? Jay, you should so, talk about wood grain yeah. Cerakote. <laughs> Okay, so actually, this is going to be an interesting one. So, um, wood grain Cerakote, uh, we can do like we can do just about Anything we can right? do we can we can do a lot. the The issue comes down to is generally cost, you know, of replicating a certain aesthetic. Uh, so the short answer is we can yes. we can, we can do it. Yeah. It will it look exactly <laughs> like wood grain probably from across the room, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's actually, you know, where like a laser, for example, comes in handy because um, one of the one of the cool functions of the lasers that we're getting is you can do discoloration of the pigment. So hmm. you'd be spray one color and we're and we're still in the early phases of testing this. So t- please do not quote me on this. But we are we are playing around with the idea of doing patterns with a like with a laser. Um and that will allow us to keep costs still a little bit lower, uh, not the same as doing full stencil work, um, while still being able to get uh, complex patterns on on a on a color. So, hopefully, that answers a bit of that question. <laughs> the other so question I'm hearing. Uh, the other question that Blaze had was whether or not the the metal could be seracoded and still look like metal. And if you consider like a satin blued finish compared to certain colors of seracote, absolutely. Like when seracote's done properly, you can't tell satin bluing from seracote. You can't tell anodizing from seracote. So I'm sure that's something that you guys could uh, could do. Yeah, there's there's definitely some differences in sheens sometimes at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Um, yeah, the you can't seracote- bluing, but. Yeah, exactly. But we, you know, we do a lot of, as Devin knows, we, we do a lot of midnight blue, um, uh, Cerakote for the individuals looking for, uh, bluing like, uh, coatings. Um, mm-hmm. but without the bluing like rusting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but like, yeah, uh, if someone's looking for a color to match a stainless steel, hey, like we, we Cerakote that all the time. You know, there's over, over a hundred different colors with Cerakote now. And that's actually one of the main reasons why um, it's probably like the only coating that we apply right now because it's so versatile. There's so many color options there. It's a technical coating to apply, but applied properly. And um, yeah, it gives us a lot of of versatility. So So is there anything that uh, either of you would like to add that I maybe forgot to ask? Can I ask something? Oh, of course. course. Uh, Are you guys going to be at TACOM? Absolutely. Always. <laughs> yeah, you'll okay. see us there in a big way. We just had a small presence this year, but uh, right now I think things are tracking that we're going to have a, a big a big show. You're going to have a bigger booth. So, I mean, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. So anybody that's going to be around the area this year, make sure you absolutely come by. Anybody that's a fire enthusiast in the country will be there. You know, make sure you stop by the table and say hi. Okay. Excellent. And, and Devin's going to Devin's gonna be there this year, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I had like a, a, a close miss. Yeah, I, I broke a lot of hearts this year. I was supposed to be there and I had uh, an unfortunate personal circumstance that happened last second. So I missed the show. But uh, I will for sure be there in the flesh this year. To all of my fans. I'll doing also, yeah, he'll be doing autographs. <laughs> just going to be standing be at giving, the front yeah, door right, the Walmart it'll, it'll, it'll be a super, it'll be a super awesome day attack. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, anything else to add, Jay or Devin, before we say good night? Uh, no, I just want to say you know, thank you guys so much for taking the time to have us on and inviting us to the show. It's an honor. Uh, I know I've really enjoyed it. I know Jay has too. And, uh, you know, just keep doing awesome. Do you guys and uh, just keep being great. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. So to the listeners, Thanks, be sure to get over to Black Box Customs. Check them out. Uh, they're on all the social medias. They've got their own website, of course. And uh, yeah, get some get some custom work done. Make your Glock stand out from the crowd. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks. Right. There are many others like it, but this one is yours, right? (laughs) That's right. That's a good slogan. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have have yourselves a lovely evening. All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye, guys. Bye bye. Thanks, guys.
Thanks again to Devin and Devin's boss. Um, we really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun and uh, awesome to see Canadian Fire Company uh, growing in leaps and bounds like that. It's uh, mm-hmm. really encouraging. So uh, we should have them back in five years to see if they achieved all of those goals. Huh? Mm-hmm. Let's um, let's do our listener feedback, which is brought to us by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith, a full-service gunsmith who specializes in putting up with me. Also, firearms refinishing. He offers hot blowing, park rising, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. And t- today, he's teaching me wood refinishing. I've worked on wood for him at different stages, but like it's my first time doing one right from right from the word go. It's awesome. Uh, check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca on the Instagrams, on the Facebooks as well. First one from Don. Hey guys and Kelly, I've been listening to Trevor talk about his growing collection of nylon 66s. I just missed one. I just missed an Apache Black, the last one I need to round up my color collection. Plus, I found out that um, every color was made in Canada. It's official. I'm on a Kui collect- or a Kui collector's page. I am, but uh, sorry, Don. A, he's not. This isn't his letter. Go on a, sorry. On a nylon sixty six <laughs> collectors group. I found out that uh, they were all made in Canada, so I can get three colors, American made, three colors Canadian made. So I need six now. So anyway. All right. Okay. Where was I? Focus. After my father passed away, I received a nylon 66 Mohawk 10C. So the 10C stands for, unfortunately, clip. This was a clip fed, not tubular magazine fed. I've been unable to use it as the 10 shot magazine um, will remain in place or will not remain in place. It does not lock into the, into position and falls out after a couple of shots. I've checked Google and YouTube for a solution, but neither one provides a proper solution. Any ideas? Love the show, Don in Ontario. Well, Don, first thing we got to do is if you are comfortable, completely disassemble it, find a parts diagram and compare your parts to those parts. Make sure A, none are missing, B, none are broken. If there are parts broken, uh, 10C, 10C is going to be tough. Oh, no, wait, I might have the answer. Yeah, I know they, looks, they don't feed reliably. They're this unreliable. This magazine looks like that one I had on the 581. It's got the little slot that goes in there. He's saying mm-hmm. that it won't hold on to the clip. It won't. The, the magazine's not staying locked into the firearm as far as if I am interpreting his email correctly. Same I issue on that 581. Un- so yeah. I've, yeah, I've got a video on that. And I don't know if it's going to be like, because there's a guide that goes in, in there. And then you need the guide to go in there, and then the other part like latches over this plastic part. Uh, and that, like, um, there's not very many pictures on this online, but the ones I can see, they look like uh, I don't know. These pictures aren't very good. I can't tell. Now, now I'm now I'm second guessing myself. So now he's so he's missing a part. Possibly sounds that way. So. Yeah. Um, Locating parts for the 10C yes. may be tough because there was is, not as many of them made. That's the same freaking style of mag. It's got that stupid guide that goes in through the through the top. Um, where the heck did I order that? There's a place in the States that that makes these Numerich. things now. No, 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 no. I had them. to. It, this is the same magazine. 
So this one requires a guide to go through the magazine and a little clip that goes over top. I did a video on the hunting gear guy on fixing this mag clip for the 581. I, it may be the same thing. Take a look at your magazine and see if it's got that guide and clip on it. There clip you go. Guide. Clip yeah. guide. You need a clip guide. And then go watch Adriel's. It's a short video. Right? It's yeah. I, I think your that, video. I think that'll. I think it'll help. But look, the magazine yeah. looks the same, so maybe the problem's the same. I don't know. Yep. Um, okay, uh, Kelly, you want to take Carson's, please? Oh, great. Thanks. Um, this is from Carson. It says, hey, guys, some thoughts. Trevor, I could hear the smugness in your voice when you asked Random Dave what the difference was between a Weaver 1022 rail and the factory rail. I wasn't well, now- even trying. It just happened naturally. Like, I just lucked out. I had <laughs> no intention of condescending. <laughs> naturally condescending. Yeah, I had no intention of sounding smug whatsoever. It was a genuine, sincere inquisition. Inquiry. It was still an inquisition as well. Um, well, now I get to be the no smug jackass and tell you there is a difference. The factory rail will also accept grooved receiver rings. Also, Trevor, a BDC 150 is the reticle of your scope. Sorry, you made yourself an easy target. He goes on to say, Adriel, stop being a wuss. It, it hasn't been that cold here. So apparently Carson is actually from Alberta. And someone should put together a handsome parody for Kelly. Glock. Glock. Glock, baby. Glock. Mm, okay. All right. That Before be you move on, I need to clarify something on the scope thing here. Okay. My scope does not have a bullet drop compensating reticle. My scope has bullet drop compensating turrets. The turrets spin. The reticle is a plain duplex, but the... Um, what I was referring to about going to 150 or whatever is the cap on the reticle has different yardages on there and you can turn the cap itself 150 yards, 75 yards, 100 yards. And as we said, um, well, in this case, it's for ammo that will do between 1,200 and 1,300 feet per second. So, so you have to do bullet some... bullet drop compensated on the turret. Correct. I do not have a... 150 BDC reticle. It's got nothing to do with the reticle, so I didn't explain that clearly last week. So, um, okay, Glock. Let's move on. Okay. I don't remember that Glock thing. Well, it's because I was mm. had a brain fart Glock. and I couldn't remember. I went Glock. Ah. Yeah. Um, okay. Dave. <laughs> do you want me to continue reading? Or want to read? I'm sorry, Kelly. I thought you were done. No, he's oh, got a long email. Oh, All right. My bad. He says, with uh, DUC, which is Ducks Unlimited Canada, and other organizations, I think we should be careful about how much we expect them to step up for us. If we get too upset with everyone, it could get, drive away potential future allies. Now, as you guys pointed out, maybe we need to consider what organizations we want to support. Red flag laws change. What the F is wrong with you guys? He's got some opinions, you know. <laughs> Are you opposed to due process of law being used? You'd rather that someone could call in a BS co- uh, complaint and have someone's property legally stolen from them? Yes, doctors for dumbassery. Oh, I should have <laughs> edited that too. <laughs> no, not at all. Perfect. <laughs> uh, about guns is ridiculously wrong about this, but this is a good thing for gun owners. What's a good thing for gun owners? The yeah. red flag laws of the Canadian? Yeah. Why? There are it's redundant is what it is, but yeah. And they they yeah. said that in Parliament over and over that these things already existed. What are you doing? 
Oh yeah. man, uh, uh, Rod Rod just did a video on I can't remember which TV station, and uh, he said his bit, uh, which is like, yeah, we kind of already have this in place, so what's the point of this thing? Uh, what's the point of having this thing? And sure. uh, and the doctor got on, and uh, one thing he mentioned, and this was like, I didn't, this didn't really sit right with me. He was saying, well, um, if someone's in, in uh, danger to themselves, if someone's a, a, a real threat to themselves or someone else, uh, we call it in because. Uh, that's worth calling in for, um, uh, but if we're if if they're not a threat and there's there's no issue, um, we can't call the police otherwise because it's an issue of confidentiality. So we and want why that, would you? And we want that that restriction taken off. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like okay, okay, fantastic. Wait, who who's the only people that get hit by this? Oh, it's only legal gun owners. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So um, the so only the doctor... people that they're going to break their confidentiality for is uh, is legal gun owners, and they're going to for- they're going to do mandatory uh, uh, reporting with this. Not a, it does, right. It's it's not a good piece of legislation. Right, and it's not targeting guns that are being used illegally. You know, it's targeting well, the potential what was they're, they're looking, saying what for was suicide for but, suicides, basically. Yeah. But I'm sure, but that's the, the whole point uh, of of uh, in like there's a real own. threat yeah. that they're that they're going to do something. Okay, well, you can call the cops. They'll they'll do something about that right now. Right. Yeah. Call nine one one. Mm-hmm. And if it's Especially not a real if you threat, say that somebody is going off the rails and they have guns, cops will show up at the door. Believe me. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Just well, I would hope so. Not a threat. Why would you be calling the cops to say, "Hey, this guy's got a bunch of guns," but you know he's okay. He's just target shooting. Everything's cool. Yeah, okay. and why why do cops need to have that ability to like r- randomly see someone's uh, uh, firearms just because they think oh maybe something will happen eventually? Not right now. They don't seem to be in an imminent uh, danger or anything like that. But eventually, maybe. No. Yeah. Okay. Not a perfect it, system. No, no. It's not. He ha- he he uh, wraps it up by saying solvent traps. I don't know where this is coming from, but okay. <laughs> um, my friend showed me how to use a vitamin water bottle. Easy enough. Cut a hole in the lid to fit o- tight over your muzzle. Please don't make explain me. Please don't make me explain more. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, I right. talked about having a threaded barrel on one of my guns recently, oh. and um, one of the boys here asked if I was using a solvent trap. So when you're spraying solvent into your barrel uh, in your yeah. workshop, and you don't want the solvent to run onto the floor, you screw a solvent trap onto the muzzle, and then it, right, it traps the solvent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just All right. So that's where that's coming from. Thanks, Carson. And yeah. uh, he he says basically try to stay out of trouble, guys. Okay. Try. Very good. We'll try. 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 Uh, but I make no promises. None are implied. Dave. Hi, Slamfire Radio. Just wanted to say that we are honored to announce Krumlin Sports Association and East Elgin Sportsman's Association has donated $2,000, have donated $2,000 each to the CCFR and hope that we can inspire other ranges and clubs to donate to the CCFR. Well done. Their mission is to help battle current government, the current government's attack on law-abiding firearms owners and needs an economic boost. Please speak to your board members about getting into action and donating to keep our clubs and ranges thriving. Thanks, Lamfire, for all you do. Sincerely, Kremlin and East Elgin Sportsmen's Association. Well done. That's awesome. Good job, guys. Woo-hoo. Neat. Good stuff. 
Next one comes to us. Um, it's addressed. Dear Captain Cooey, my, who could he be pointing this to, I wonder. I have in my possession a Cooey Mohawk. I bought it as a fir- at a farm auction sale in the late 90s for $15. The receipt said crowbar, and they didn't ask for my FAC because, well, that's a crowbar, sir. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I don't know how mu- I don't know much about it, but it's dead nuts accurate and longer than my other cooies. As uh, the undisputed worldwide expert on all things cooey, could you enlighten me on this particular rifle? Um, the Mohawk is kind of a nickname given to the Cooey seventy five. The Cooey seventy five is like a Cooey eighty two, only it has a, um, a shortened stock. Um, so it's more like seventy five length barrel. 39 action. The stock is more like a 39 than it is a 75. A 75 is a shortened version of the um, 82. It's got that belly swell. The, the Mohawk 75 does not. So it's a 75, but with a different stock than so for those of us anymore. who don't speak like Kui code, like is this a shotgun or 22? Like what the heck oh, are we even talking about here? So it is a thank you, Adriel. This is a single shot. Well, he knows, but you're right. For everybody else, it's a single shot Kui 22 rifle. <laughs> the action is the Kui 75, and the barrel length is long like the Kui 75. It was kind of like a poor man's target rifle, basically. And that's uh, oh, cool. also why it's really accurate. So, yeah. yeah. Good deal. How did it get the name uh, Mohawk? Was that just a cultural appropriation thing, or was it <laughs> something special? Hey, you know, hey. Um, not really, Dave. It's not like it even pertains to anything related to the, um, to the, to the, like short answer, Dave, I don't know, (laughs) but I can tell you it's not because of like, yeah. Why is the nylon 66 brown one called the Mohawk Brown or the Apache black? And then we've got Seneca green. I don't know. Those are all, (laughs) I mean, Seneca is a, a, a shade of green, isn't it? Seneca is know. actually no Seneca is uh, it, it's part of the Six Nations. Oh, it is. So they're all yeah. First Nations related sure. terms that yeah. in the nylon sixty sixes. Right. But what's up with the uh, Kui Mohawk? No idea. But basically, it's a Kui seventy five single shot mm-hmm. long barrel. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, where's that put us? We got one more. Yeah. One more. Up for grabs. Who wants it? I'll, I'll take it. Hi guys, I was just catching up on a couple of episodes I missed on Gunstreamer. Oh, we're on Gunstreamer? This guy even sees us on there? I noticed uh, on your recording an ad for taylorfreelance.com is overlaid on the feed. Are they a supporter of your show or someone piggybacking on your popularity? I don't know. Sounds like some ad that's on there, I guess. They just got free advertising as well. Uh, maybe it's not even free. Yeah. Do, so we like, wait, wait, wait. Become a sponsor. Do we, do we get ad revenue on Gunstreamer? Uh, maybe. Uh, we will now. Where do I, Look, where when do you I make as much money thing? as we do, you can't possibly keep track of all the revenue income streams. Oh, there's like 20 uh, views per episode. So yeah, we're definitely going to be in the big bucks here. <laughs> uh, Tyler yeah. Freelance is a guy out of the States. So I don't think, uh, I don't think yeah. he's sponsoring us, but maybe he should be. It's probably right. some advertisement thing they do on Taylor. Yeah. 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 And I forgot the password to log in, so I can't check it anyways. <laughs> well, 
Well, thanks, thanks to Casper for that, to making sure that we're not getting ripped off. So, if there's, uh, if you would like to give us a new nickname, point out that we're missing out on revenue streams, or just uh, tell us what you've been up to, you can do so by sending an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, shout outs. I have uh, a couple. I um, actually forgot last week to mention this, but my nephew has a buddy, young guy about his age, who uh, is a member of the Rescue Gun Club. He's getting into guns. He's a gunaholic. He's excited about all things guns. He's got an MMP. And um, my nephew asked if he could come over. And uh, I don't remember if my nephew asked, or I think actually I offered. I told my nephew to, uh, hey, feel free to bring him over if he's into guns. He might like to uh, take, take, take a look at some of my stuff. And so they did that. They came over and they, uh, they looked at some of the stuff and it was kind of cool to meet him. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's all about growing and promoting. He's asking about the guest policy at the rescue gun club and how many, how many people can he take and how often all that stuff. Cause he wants to expose more people to firearms. So it's nice to get these young guys in, right? Not these old guys that have had guns forever. It's new guys that are going through the process, getting the licenses, understanding what's at risk. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, and, um, you were right, Adriel. I more than overprepared my nephew. He hardly did, uh, you know. He must much have been com- really bored. He, I, well, I, I do they let I you play know. on the phone? Like obviously in those. <laughs> I don't know, but he did text me in the middle and basically said something along the lines of "You're right." Like, or, or no, no, he sent me a, a text and that's such an inappropriate term. I don't want to use it but he's only repeating what I said. So it's not his fault. But anyway, he assured me that he was mentally sound. How's that? Because he passed <laughs> one part with like a 96 or something. So anyway, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And so this is also, he can inherit his grandfather, my, my uh, father's Kui 600 that I'm in the process of restoring. It occurred to me after I started that I never bothered to ask him if he wanted it restored or not. It was just in such poor condition. And I thought, oh, man, okay, my dad gave it to him. My contribution will be to restore it, make it new. So yeah. <laughs> he's going to be like, what it. happened? <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it's possible I have ADD and get ahead of myself sometimes. But what are you going to do? <laughs> and Derek Merriweather, you son of a gun. We're talking about me ordering uh, shadow safeties from Europe. And he's like, dude, I just would have given you my set. I don't use them. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Derek. You should have been I'll listening last them. week when I was complaining about needing them. Huh? Where were you then? I'll, I'll take them. Dave, do you need some? <laughs> no, but Dave, I'll take free gun parts. They don't fit a shadow one. <laughs> what? That's yeah. garbage. Yeah. I know. I've no, had shadow. I've had shadow to extend safeties on a shadow one. They don't yeah. fit. So. Yeah. Okay. I think the moral of the story is to buy gun parts after the show. Announce on the show that you're buying a gun part and then wait, wait for someone to intercept you and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got that part for me. That would yeah. work if I was patient. Yeah. Oh, speaking of you, Dave, um, I've got all your, uh, yeah. So, so if everything goes according to plan, um, your, uh, stuff will go in the mail tomorrow. I also have to send some stuff to IBI. So yeah, hopefully I'll have your Yay. stuff in the mail tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks, man. Ah, no problem. Sorry for the wait, but you know, somebody died in the middle of it and stuff. So, yeah. And you know, I never order anything from anyone when I'm in any hurry. It's funny. I'll send a gun off or something. And then like four months later, I'll call them. I'm like, yeah, is this ready? And they're like, no, not ready. And I'm like, nah, whatever. Okay. Let me know it's done. I don't care. Uh, you'll always be at the bottom of the pile that way, buddy. I know. <laughs> okay. Squeaky I just, I'm just, just grease. I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm not terribly upset ah, about anything. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how it is. Um, who's next? I have one. Adriel, do you have one though? Nope. 
Go ahead. Okay. So totally forgot to do this during my what I did in guns, but so I'm going to give a shout out right now to all the IATs, uh, especially Kelly and Kyle for um, coming out this weekend out to the Kincaid Ranch uh, for the IIT boot camp that we had all weekend. We had a fantastic time. We got to shoot uh, at, um, on Sunday afternoon for a few hours as well and had some really, really um, engaged uh, instructors um, doing points of instruction. Had a great time. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for coming out, but especially Kelly and Kyle for hosting us. They're fantastic hosts. Dave? Nice. Uh, I'd like to thank Bullseye London for selling me a torque wrench set. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I, I just System ordered works. that during the show, so Kelly guilted me into it. So there you go. Good. Well, they were they were actually watching, and I think they yeah, thanked I Kelly for yeah. they did for bringing you. Up. <laughs> they did. So I'm like, oh, I've got to kind of go get one at that point. So thank you, Bullseye. I look forward to being able to torque my my. It was uh, it's it's Rick Woods so. and it's Ken Thiessen. So come on. Yeah, they're good yeah. people. They're oh, good people. Yeah. yeah, happy to support good people. I miss Rick. and uh, me too. Yeah. Hello to Bolivar, who's listening, and hey to Al, whom I see listening as well. Uh, Dave Eisel's uh, dad, one of the nicest folks. I oh, yeah. Gotten. Yeah, oh, he came nice to the guy. charity shoot. He's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Rustigus, no less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think he cool, and Dave came over to eat lobster. You remember they that, did. Kelly? They did. They did. Okay. Yeah, they cool. did. Yep. Excellent. Yep. The, uh, he's raised a good son there. Dave, Dave is a super, super nice guy. You ever run into him on the range? Right? Dave he's is awesome a fantastic dude. person, actually. Yeah. I really like him. Hangs out with some questionable individuals Yay. over there at Canadian Patriot Podcast, but I'm not going to hold that against him. No, he's a good guy. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Did a few of the Meaford shoots with him as well. So. Sweet. Yeah, good guy. Runs the, uh, runs the ORA Precision Rifle Program these days right. as well. He's doing a pretty decent job there. Much yep. surprise. Good guy. Cool. I'm done. All right. You know who else are good guys? Our Patreonies. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. could be a Patreone and therefore a good guy or girl. We don't discriminate. If you'd like to become a Patreon oh, yeah. supporter, get some swag, some extra content, and whatever else we come up with for you because you are worthy of extra stuff for your support, <laughs> you can um, you can get on the Patreon bandwagon by heading over to www.patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio. You can donate as little as a buck or as much as uh, 50 BMG and every caliber in between. Something else you can do to support the show is head on over to Cabela's through us. There's a link on our page. You're going anyway, stop by slamfire radio first, click on the link. It'll take you to Cabela's and we'll get a little proceed. Um, from your sale. So that helps keep the lights on here at uh, Slamfire Radio Studios and the fuel in the jet and the helicopter rental uh, hangar is not cheap. You know, these things are, uh, well, we're worth it. And, um, but we're, we we're have to manner. all have separate helicopters now. It's in the rider. I'm it really not flying is. an helicopter with you people. If we have a crash, we're all, we're done. That's the end right, of the show. Like the royal family. We can't all be in the same helicopter. It's just mm-hmm. not, not smart. No. So, Mm. While you're um, uh, heading, uh, after you're done at Patreon, head on over to the CCFR and sign up there for a membership and some insurance and all that good stuff because they are leading the fight. Other people are contributing and working for you as well, but uh, I believe the CCFR is leading the way and um, doing a fantastic job. Government lobbyists, we have a registered lobbyist who's on the Hill working hard for you. We actually have 
access to politicians. So, um, also, you can check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. It's an awesome Canadian gun website forum where you can buy and sell stuff and keep track of what we're doing over there, communicate with us over there. Like us on Facebook. We're at 2,342 as of today. Until next week, everybody, keep your black boxes custom. Sure. Stick on the ice or something. Black boxes yeah. custom. Black yeah. box on the yeah. ice. Keep your black stick in a box on the ice. In, I don't know. That's not off the rails. Anyway. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.